Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, April 14th edition. Hope you guys had a, a nice Thursday, a light scheduled Thursday. Uh, the Twins, Edward Julien, had a big coming out party for the Twins and company in the Bronx as he went off with Taco, collected a couple hits, and the Twins just went to pound town on the Yankees, which is always fun to see. Joe Ryan was a beast. That was impressive. Spencer Turnbull, what? Vinny V, what? It was a Thursday night. That was one for the ages, but uh, we moved to Friday. And before we do that, make sure you check me out on Twitter at BDentrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. I tweet out everything there, quick hits, bench with Bubba. I just recorded Bubba in the Bloom with Ryan Bloomfield right before this podcast. So I got that coming for you. The first pitch podcast Monday through Friday for PitcherList.com. Tons of written content, fantasy pros, three articles a week. Got a fab article coming out on Saturday. Uh, we have uh, daily matchups for Baseball HQ. And more importantly, Gaining the Edge Fantasy, where I do – a DFS cheat sheet Monday through Friday for you that comes out about an hour, give or take, before lock. And then on the weekend, I have a waiver wire column and an NFPC fab column for subscribers in the chat. So all you got to do is go to patreon.com backslash GTE fantasy. Get all my stuff there for as low as five bucks a month. Some of it's a little more expensive, but at least five bucks gets you in the Discord and much more. Mike Curlin's got great work. Michael Simeon with his daily streamers and Jorge Montan is crushing the relief pitchers. Like these guys are putting in some quality work that will help you in your fantasy baseball league. So I highly recommend checking out Gaining the Edge Fantasy. We're also doing a ton of underdog stuff there, prop bets in the chat, and everyone's having a good time winning there. And if you're new to underdog, use promo code GTE to get a $100 first-time deposit match. So check that out. All right, 12 games on a Friday because there's three games starting 20 minutes before lock. They couldn't just push it up, get all 15. But we got 12, and it's going to be a fun one because pitching, a couple strong, strong options, but then a lot of uh-ohs. So we should have tons of offense on Friday night. The totals are going to scream that for you. Guardians Nationals, nine. Twins Yankees, eight and a half. Rays Blue Jays, nine. Orioles White Sox, nine. Angels Red Sox, nine and a half. Rays Royals, nine. Rangers Astros, eight and a half. Pirates Cardinals, nine. Mets A's, eight. Cubs Rangers, eight and a half. Rockies Mariners, eight and a half. Tons of high totals on this slate and it's going to make sense when we talk pitching so let's get at it here highest price pitcher is Kode Senga at 10-4 at the Oakland Athletics and he is worth it because this is a phenomenal matchup against an Oakland team that can be pesky they've had some moments here of late but also that was against Baltimore pitching and Senga's been outstanding as advertised at least five innings but six innings in his last start one and run in both starts he has three walks but he had six eight and k's eight six k's and eight k's so 14 total strikeouts he's put up over 23 DK points He's mixing and matching a ton of pitches like we were excited to see before he took the bump just from videos from Japan. Kota Singh has been great. He's been absolutely outstanding. Those are both against Miami, though. Grain of salt. But he's got the A's in Oco Coliseum. Like, you can't ask for a much better transition from Miami to another team than Oakland. So 
Great spot for Kota Senga. Should be popular, but he is 10 4, so maybe not super popular. Worth the pay up if you can get there. Nestor Cortez at 95 is very interesting. I'm not sure anybody's going to want to pay that much as he's still ramping up, but I want to say he might be almost done ramping up because he went five and a third in his last start, two or in five Ks against Baltimore, but threw 91 pitches. Start prior to that, 80 pitches. So I'm thinking we're getting close to 100, if not get to 100. So we might get six plus innings from Nestor Cortez. You got the Minnesota Twins who went to Poundtown on Thursday night. But uh, against lefties this year, definitely like a 27% K rate, the 150 ISO, like a 640 OPS or something I was looking at. It's super small samples early in the season, but something to garner with that you can take advantage of. So Nestor makes for a good kind of contrarian pay-up spot if you're going to go up here because Kota Singh is going to be the man. That's who everyone wants to pay for. You got Drew Rasmussen at 10K in Toronto. Rasmussen's been a beast. I have no problem with that, but Toronto's legit too. Rasmussen's coming off of Washington and Oakland starts. Like he's moving up in competition. So Singa's the guy. I think Nestor's a very good pivot. If you want to save a few more dollars, I like Charlie Morton at 91 a ton. You got a Kansas City Royals offense that's had a couple good games as a whole, striking out way too much against lefties and righties. You got um, you got Charlie Morton, what he does best. Gets five-plus innings, gives up a couple runs, a few walks, but gets you strikeout. Six Ks in his last start. Big upgrade from the 1K against St. Louis. Now you get Kansas City. Like I said, he strikes out a ton. He's in Kauffman Stadium, not in Atlanta, Truist Park. So it's a really, really, really good spot for Morton in tournaments. Um, at ninety one hundred bucks, I'm a fan of that as well. Then it gets fun. Then it gets fun. Uh, you got Patrick Sandoval at eighty five against Boston. Boston's been very hit and miss, but so is Patrick Sandoval. So and he's only got two Ks in both starts. That kind of gets me off of him for now. I need to see a little more from Sandoval. Justin Steele, I'm willing to take a chance on against the Dodgers. This is a very contrarian play. He's seventy nine hundred dollars. Most people won't attack the Dodgers for one, especially a lefty. But Steele has looked really good in his first two starts. Six innings in both starts, one total run allowed. Now, only three Ks against Texas, eight Ks against Milwaukee. Ground ball to fly ball rate's been pretty solid. Uh, it is L.A., though, but it's not the same L.A. of old. And um, they've been better versus righties and lefty pitches. They're still awesome, like Mookie Betts, Will Smith, Freeman Gennett, lefties, fine. There's tons of options there. Don't get Chris, Chris Taylor. Trace Thompson loves hitting lefties. Like There's options there. Don't get me wrong. But on this slate, when pitching is kind of limited, I'll take a, a tournament gamble on Justin Steele against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, Brady Singer, the yin and the yang, the Giants crushed him. He was great the first start. I'd rather have Justin Steele, honestly, against the Dodgers instead of Singer versus Atlanta. I'd go that route. Um, Louis Varland is an interesting one. He's getting called up because they're going to skip Kenta Maeda in the rotation for the Twins. This time around, just to give him more rest. So I looked up Louis Varland before the show. And he's made one start so far in uh, AAA this season. Let me pull it back up here. Made one start in AAA this season where he went five innings, one earned nine strikeouts. That is very nice. Last year, he made five starts with the Twins in September. 3-8-1 ERA, 4-1-3 XFIP, a 20% K rate, uh, and a 14% K to walk. Um, so there is some upside with Louis Varland. Do I love it in Yankee Stadium? No. But again, this slate's got not a lot of great pitching options. So if you can get Varland at 71, hopefully gives you five or six innings, gives you two or th- give you a quality start with like five or six Ks. I'm in at 7,100 bucks. It's dicey, very dicey, but intriguing. You do have a couple punts I like though. Johan Oviedo, 6K at St. Louis. Oviedo came off a beautiful start against the White Sox. Prior start at Boston, not good. But this last start, six and two thirds shutout innings, no walks, five Ks against um, the White Sox. I talked about him on my season-long shows. I added him in a two-star week. I had the bad Boston start, but then I had the great White Sox start. 
is a young pitcher where there's going to be a lot of volatility. There's going to be the ups and the downs. Like he could, he could face St. Louis four times this year and have two gems and two blowups. What's tomorrow going to be? We'll see. Uh, it's in a great pitcher's park in St. Louis. It's a St. Louis offense that had the um, Coors hangover on Thursday against Vinny V. They should be a little uh, more awake on Friday night, so that might go against Johan Oviedo. But at $6,000, I think there's a ton of upside there with Oviedo. Uh, get a few strikeouts. Just The thing with him is just don't walk guys, and he can he make it work, especially for 6000 So I'm willing to give him a shot. But that's it. So Kota Senga at 10-4 is awesome. You can go Rasmussen if you want, but I'll pass. Go to Cortez at 95, Charlie Morton at 91. I like a lot. So those three up top there. And then as you go down, it is murky, murky waters. Um, Justin Steele at 79 I like. For now, I'll probably pass on Brady Singer. Louis Varland is interesting at 71. And then give me some uh, Johan Oviedo at 6K. Those will be my main ones to look at. I guess if I have to name one other one to give you a little more to play with is Tanner Houck at uh, home against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. The only thing with Houck, which always stinks, is the stuff's always pretty good. You know, five innings on both starts, three in runs or less, four or five Ks. But the highest pitch count 74. He doesn't go deep into games, and that's what makes it risky for him. If I knew he's getting closer to 90 pitches, I'd be all in on Tanner Houck. So in tournaments, if you want to take the gamble at 6500 bucks, sure, I get it. I, I can see the appeal with that, but just know the pitch count's not there, so I'd rather take a chance on Louis Varland who stretched out or Johan Oviedo, especially at 6 I'll, I'll take the savings off of Tanner Houck and go that route um, and see, see where it goes on that one. So those are the angles I'm looking at at the pitching situation. Maybe lineups will dictate other things, but this is why we have so many high totals, folks. The pitching ain't great on Friday. All right. Let's talk bats on this 12-game Friday slate here. Catcher's position, if you're fading steel, you have Will Smith at 58. But I'd rather go with Adley Rushman. He had the walk-off bomb on Thursday. He's 52 versus Clevenger. I always like fading Clevenger. That's a thing I just really, really enjoy. So we're going to keep doing that. Um, going cheaper, though, you're going to get 12 games slate. I'm probably going to miss guys. This is why the cheat sheet's big because I wait till lineups are out and I update things. If you're not on Tanner Houck, uh, Logan O'Hoppy, I love. He's only 4100 bucks. That's got a ton of upside for you. Um, William Contreras against Michael Walker isn't bad at 38. I like, I'm not forcing that one though. I'd rather go cheaper and go with like as Monty Grandal at 3,300 bucks for Tyler Wells. I think there's a lot to like there. I did have somebody ask me on Twitter about Tyler Wells at 6,300 bucks. It's interesting because the White Sox offense is so depleted. Wells has gone five innings in both starts, four runs in one, zero in another, six Ks, two Ks. He has a lot of volatility. At 63, I'd still rather have Johan Oviedo, I guess. But you can put Tyler Wells in the mix. I'd rather have Tyler Wells probably than Tanner Houck, honestly, because at least Tyler Wells, we know how um, you know he went 89 pitches his last time out. So that's big. They've really gotten him stretched out. So that's kind of intriguing. If you need another cheap guy, again, I'd rather have Oviedo. But if you'd rather go against the White Sox, White Sox a much better matchup than St. Louis, Tyler Wells is interesting. I can definitely see that as an option. Heck, Use them both and get all the hitters you want if you want to get real wild. But back to my point, if you're not using Tyler Wells, Yosemite Grandal at 33 is not bad. He's having a nice little start to the season, much better than last season. Not great, but much better than last season. Uh, Jonah Heim at 31. I think Texas is, I don't know if sneaky is the right word, but Luis Garcia broke him down in my daily matchups article at Baseball HQ that comes out Friday morning. And then we talked about him on Bubba the Bloom as well. Velocity's down a bit. CSW is down a bunch. He's walking with four guys in each of his starts, not going super deep in the games, not racking up a lot of strikeouts. So lots of balls in play, lots of walks. He's getting into trouble. Um, I like Houston's bullpen. So that's why I don't usually stack too often against Houston. 
But Jonah Heim at 31 that brings some value, and Texas will go virtually unowned on a 12-game slate. I'm not worried on chalk as much on 12-gamers because it just spreads out because it's such a bigger slate. Like five-game slate, chalk is chalk. 12 games, it spreads out. I still have chalky teams, but it's not like a bunch of 20 and 30% guys. It's more spread out throughout the field. But Jonah Heim at 31 does uh, look pretty good. Tampa Bay is a phenomenal stack tonight because guess who's pitching for Toronto, folks? Jose Barrios. So uh, Christian Betancourt at 3K, definitely on the agenda. Tampa Bay on this slate. If you need cheapers, if Kyle Higashioka is out there because Trevino's a little banged up, he's 2700 bucks. He could be in play. Um, Jan Gomes, if he gets to start for Chicago, against Syndergaard, Syndergaard came back to reality in a second start. He just pitches to way too much contact. So Gomes at 25 would be a guy I'd look at. Um, other than that, like Francisco Alvarez, if he gets to start at 23 versus Caprillion, the talent's there. It's just a matter of production. So I'll always keep an eye on him just at his, his cheap price. Luis Campisano, if he starts versus Eric Lauer at 22, would be another guy I'd take a peek at as well. First base position for you. You got Shoya Tani at 61. He's always fine. Goldie at 6K. Um, probably not going to play many Jays against Rasmussen, so maybe that's a contrarian angle. But again, 12 games, you don't have to get that cute. You can get cute, but not that cute. It's not necessary on a slate of this size. I'd rather go like to Pete Alonso in Oakland, which is a bad hitter's park against Caprillion in a 54, and take my chances on Guerrero, who could easily go deep on Rasmussen. But just look at your like probabilities. You got that going for you. Or you just go to Matt Olson at 53 versus Brady Singer. And I'm a big Brady Singer fan, but this strikeout is not getting swings and misses, and that's going to be troublesome against Atlanta if he's not on with his other pitches. So Atlanta, again, is always in play, and Olson versus Singer at 53 is, is a pretty good one. Seattle's very nice because they get Austin Gomber. Uh, it'd be great if he's in Colorado, but I don't mind it in Seattle. Ty France at 5K versus Gomber. No one's going to pay that when you can pay 300 more for Olsen. So I like that a lot. Yandy Diaz talked about him on Bubba and the Bloom because we had a good listener question there. He has increased his fly ball rate about 12 to 13% and decreased his ground ball rate. About It's a nice correlation. Unlike sometimes you see more line drives or pop-ups. It's almost an identical correlation. And his launch angle has risen like uh, up to almost 13 degrees now or something compared to like seven last year. Big improvement so far. Home runs have followed. Uh, Yandy at 49 versus Barrios is not too shabby. Nathaniel Lowe went deep on Thursday. I like him or Wednesday. Uh, I like him versus Luis Garcia at 46. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. 
Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Well, Nelly should be in the lineup for Cedric Lowry. He's 45. We love him versus lefties. Uh, Anthony Rizzo double-donged on Thursday. He gets Varland. So Louis Varland, again, I think he's interesting. I just wish it wasn't in the Bronx to come out here. So Rizzo at 44 does have some GPP appeal uh, as well. Some other guys, though, Cleveland is very live uh, tonight against Trevor Williams. So Josh Naylor at 4100 bucks, I like a ton. Williams is so bad. We've been stacking against him left and right. So Josh Naylor at 41 is very, very nice. Um, going down below 4K now. Luke Rayleigh, love him. He doubled dong like a week ago. Then another home run. He's playing pretty much every day, especially versus righties. He's first base alpha dollars, what, 36 versus Barrios. So he's a great price tag in this one. Uh, going down to the low threes and into the twos. I'll just keep naming him. He went deep again on Thursday, and he's $200 cheaper now. That's Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy Telez. There's $3,000 There's Michael Waka. I know Waka's a good pitcher, but Rowdy Telez at 3K is just wrong on so many levels. So that's always a good GPP value for me. You don't have to play him every game. Like I like the Franchi Cordero value, too. He's first base outfit, $2,800 versus Varlin. So Rowdy at 3K and Franchi at 28 are just really, really good values. Like You want home runs to win GPPs, those are your dudes. Very simple situation for you. You're not looking for a guy to go two for four, two singles, and hopefully score a run in the GPP. You want bombs, and that's what Telez and Cordero can do. Uh, going down farther below, Franchi at 28. Um, not looking to target Cota Senga. I'm going to pass on that situation. So, you know, Brandon Belt, not looking to target Rasmussen either. Uh, Bobby Dahlbeck at 22 in a tournament versus Sandoval. Sandoval, a lot of contact right now compared to normal. Lots of walks, too, but Bobby Dahlbeck loves facing lefties, and the Red Sox face three lefties this weekend. So Dahlbeck, even if you're streaming for season long, look into it. But uh, Dahlbeck at 22 is not bad either. Second base for you, Mookie Betts at 55. He's down from He's like 6K all week, so that's that's, some, that's respect for Justin Steele is what that is. Uh, but Marcus Simeon at 51 versus Luis Garcia. That Texas stack is going to be fun because most will not stack against Houston, period. So that could be a, a nice tournament play. Uh, Glaber Torres at 49. I love Glaber. Uh, Ryan McMahon versus a lefty. I'll probably pass. But like Andres Jimenez at 45 against Trevor Williams. It's a very, very good play. Ozzy Albies at 43. Very, very good play. And then Brandon Lau is crushing baseballs. I am an anti Lau guy season long wise. Right now, he's in a hot streak when he's hitting everything out of the ballpark right now. And he's 4,300 bucks for Jose Brios, who gets everything up out of the ballpark. So, really good spot there at 43. So, you have Jimenez at 45, Albies at 43, and Lau at 43. Nice little wheelhouse to not have to pay up at second base if you don't want to. And then even Nolan Gorman, like if you're not using Oviedo, who I like, Gorman, another nice game on Thursday, stole a bag. He's $4,100. He's been playing very, very well. And out of that that um, Jimenez, Albies, Lau range, they're going to all get played over Gorman. So, Gorman can come in below the radar in a nice spot there. I, even in cash, Gorman's viable if you need to save a few bucks and get a decent second baseman. Going to the mid threes and below now. 
Um, Ramon Urias, if you have a Baltimore stack. Otherwise, I'm not one-offing with Urias. I don't really need to. Uh, Nick Gordon down here. Man, he's struggling. Struggling a lot. Um, Kim of San Diego at 27 versus Lauer. If you're stacking San Diego, he's in. Otherwise, I wouldn't worry about him. Christian Royal versus the lefty Sandoval at 25. You guess so you got some cheap Red Sox if you or if you need to. Not main place for me. Uh, Tyler Walls is interesting, or Taylor Walls, I should say. Taylor Walls of Tampa Bay. He's been playing a bit of late. He's second base, third base eligible. He's only 2300 bucks against Barrios. That is a very good value. Very good value with Taylor Walls if he checks the boxes and, and makes the lineup. He's second base, third base at 23. Uh, Bryce Trang's 23. That Walls play, I'm going to circle that one and come back to that at uh, cheat sheet time on Friday because that can be a nice value as we want to attack um, – we want to attack Barrios, and that could be a, with Walls could be a very, very good way to do it. Uh, Edward Julian, love what we saw. Home run, single, two hits in his first inning of action on Thursday. He's 2K. I don't know if he gets to start versus Cortez, though, the lefty-lefty matchup, so keep an eye on that. Third base position for you here, Devers is just fine at 63, but give me J-Ram at 57. He should not be that much cheaper than Devers in these matchups, so I like that a ton. Austin Riley at 55 is just fine, but I like J-Ram. Up top, Machado went deep on Thursday. He's in another great spot at 49. On Friday, Bregman's heating up. Gets Martin Perez at 4,700. I still like J-Ram up, up top here, but uh, Bregman's not too shabby. If you want him on Cotta, comes back at 45. He's interesting, but he's day-to-day. He's supposed to come back, so we'll wait and see there. But Eugenio Suarez at 43 versus a lefty. We always like that. That's a big spot. Uh, Isak Paredes, his fly ball rate has increased as well. He's 3,900 versus Burrios, so that's hundred percent in play for you. Um, a few others down here again. I won't, we're not going to hit everybody, but Cabrian Hayes Wood, Woodford of St. Louis pitches to a ton of contact. So Cabrian Hayes and some Pittsburgh Pirates, slightly interesting. There's a ton, again. There's tons of ways to go on this slate. Pirates will be unowned. I'll say that much. I still don't they have enough to win a GPP on a 12 game slate, but uh, something to monitor. Um, a few other guys down here. Mike Brousseau's been playing even versus right-handed pitching. And he went deep again on Friday. He's not a must-play at all. But if for some reason you're putting a little Milwaukee stack together, Brousseau's 2,600, so I just wanted to point him out to you as an interesting player. Then there's Taylor Walls again at 23, second base, third base eligible. He's a guy that uh very intrigued by right now. Shortstop position for you, Wander Franco against Burrios at 59 is awesome. Awesome play. Big fan there. And then you have a bunch of IL guys because that's shortstop right now. And you go down to the likes of Bobby Witt against Morton. Nah, Bogarts, though, against Lauer at 51, I like a ton. You got Adamus who had two more steals on Thursday night. He's 4800 bucks. He's doing it all. Uh, you got Lindorbers, Caprillion at 47, Jimmy Pena at 46, Ahmed Rosario at 44. Rosario probably gets overlooked in that grouping, and he's got a great matchup versus Trevor Williams. And same with Jorge Mateo at 43. So you got those big names who they're great. They're in good matchups, decent matchups. But you got Rosario at 44. Yeah, Jorge Mateo at 43, who's got seven steals now on the season. He's playing outstanding. So you got a lot of options here that you can mix and match either between stacks or ownership wise at the position. Uh, going down cheaper, though. Um, you know, JP Crawford probably not, but Von Grissom is supposed to get the call and start at shortstop with Orlando Garcia going to the IL. Grissom is only 3,100. So he'd be an interesting option there versus uh, Singer. Volpe is down here at 3K. I'm just not a Volpe guy. He had a good game a couple games ago. Congratulations. Not a believer. Uh, you got Dahlbeck at 22. Lennon Sosa at second base shortstop. He's 2200 bucks. He went deep in his last game. Usually that's ninth for Chicago. 
good hit tool in the minors. Easily slightly intriguing versus Wells if you need to kind of punt at the position. He's second base and shortstop at 2,200. Outfield on a 12-game slate, there's going to be a ton of plays. Acuna, yes, always. Judge, uh, even Alvarez if you want, but Otani. Love Randy Rosarena at 6K. It's crazy he's up here, but he keeps earning it. Brian Reynolds will get overlooked up here at 5,900 bucks. He's like leading baseball in home runs. I mentioned Woodford's pitch to contact skills. They're going to play everybody else above him and a lot of guys below him. Reynolds will get missed here at 5,900 bucks. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Not a must play, but a great, like we talk ownership plays and value plays. If I can get ownership plays on elite players, I'd rather do that than the cheap, what up, what up, whatever players, basically, if that makes any sense at all. So if I'm going to take my chances on ownership stuff, give me an elite player like Brian Reynolds instead of something else. That's what I'd rather do. Uh, Trout's always fine. like that a lot. J-Rod versus Gomber at 56. Very, very enticing. Love said Mullins at 55 versus Clevenger. Uh, I just love attacking Clevenger. And apparently, yeah, I'll leave that alone. Lou Bob at 54 is very awesome against Wells. you got uh, Buxton versus Cortez. Not bad for tournaments. Uh, Taylor Ward at 51 is okay. T. Oscar Vince Gomber at 51 is very nice. Uh, going down below 5K now. Ian Happ versus Cindergard is juicy because that one probably gets a little overlooked as well. Late night hammer type situation. That's the other thing. A like 12-game slate, a lot of people play the early games because they're on the East Coast and they want to stay up and watch their team. These are the kind of nights where even if you looked at Thursday nights, the one Milwaukee-San Diego game, super low ownership on a five-game slate because all the other games went early. So watch and watch that situation play out also. But back to your picks here. Um, you got Dalton Varsho. I'm not attacking Rasmussen, though. Uh, Tyler O'Neill at 45 looks to maybe be out of the doghouse. So if he is, not a bad play versus Oviedo if you're not using Oviedo. Um, Stephen Kwan at 43 I like, especially in your Cleveland stacks. He's decent for cash, great in your stacks. Uh, Anthony or Austin Hayes at 41 versus Clev Dog if you're stacking up. Alec Burleson should hit second for St. Louis at 4K. He's pretty solid in his situation there. Uh, Bay for Pittsburgh, he's second base outfield. He's 3800 bucks. He runs a ton, so he's not a bad spot for Woodford if you're stacking Pittsburgh. Otherwise, you don't need to pay for him pretty much only in your stacks. Josh Lowe and Luke Rayleigh, 3600 bucks each. Lowe's outfield only. Rayleigh, again, first base outfield for Tampa Bay. Both awesome plays at those price points. Like, I love Randy at 6K. You got Franco at 59, but you got Rayleigh and Lowe at 36. Good, good cheaper pieces in Tampa Bay. Uh, farther down the list here, like Jordan Walker at 35. Okay, he's kind of doing Jordan Walker things, good and bad. Manny Margot is 33. Should get to start in center field for Tampa Bay. So watch the, that lineup uh, situation. Juan Yepes at 31, yeah, maybe. Um, a couple others down here below 3K, though. And there's going to be a ton. So I'm trying to go slow so I don't pass them. But I will. French Cordero at 28. We like that a lot. Um, Garrett Mitchell at 27. I'm going to keep playing him because he's super talented. And breakout games will happen with Garrett Mitchell. Uh, and that's a good price tag, too. Um, do, do, do farther down. If Nelson Velasquez, I'll keep saying it, if he plays, he's always worth the price tag. He's 2500 bucks for the Cubs versus Noah Syndergaard. I'm a huge Nelson guy. We talked about it. Dyer mentioned it in the, the Discord the other day. There's definitely some fun there. Um, Jack Sawinski, if you're getting crazy with Pittsburgh. That's if you're getting crazy with Pittsburgh. I don't think you need to. Um, other than that, like I'll stop scrolling. Just we'll, we'll wait till lines come out. It'll be on the cheat sheet, and you can you can hit me up with questions if you need to as well. Let's recap your pitching real quick here. Cody Senga at Cody Senga at 10-4. Love it. You can go Rasmussen if you want, but I'd rather go up to Senga 
are down to Nestor Cortez at 95 and Morton at 91. So I like three of those four guys up top there. And then it gets really murky. And I think Justin Steele is a good tournament play at 79. Uh, Varland, I'd love if it wasn't the Bronx. But you got Tanner Howe is okay. Tyler Wells, the more we talked, is interesting. And then Oviedo, so 65, 63, and 6K. That's kind of what I'm looking at. Like I, Ideally, you get two of the pricier guys, but we want some of these pricier bats too. So you're going to have to find your discounted pitching. Or there's discounted bats we talked about too. Like you legit can get Taylor Walls at 23, Josh Lowe at 36, and Luke Rayleigh at 36. Get three really nice pieces of Tampa Bay. Even get Brandon Lau at 43. You're not breaking the bank on any of that, and that's that's enticing. Like you don't get the Wander Francos, you don't get the Randy Rosarenas, but if they blow up like you think they will, you could still be money ahead. Uh, the stacks we are looking at, though, I think the Yankees are kind of in play there versus um, versus our boy Varland, but I'm not like forcing it by any means. I love Cleveland versus Washington. Watch the weather there, but I love Cleveland versus Trevor Williams. Uh, Josh Naylor, I think, goes downtown, so that's that's a good one. Uh, J Ram's a good play if you can afford it. Tampa Bay versus Toronto, lock and load. Should be one of the most popular stacks on the slate, though. But I like him even more than Cleveland's. And it's in a, in a dome and a great hitting environment. So I like that a ton. Uh, Baltimore versus Clevenger is not on the top of my list, but very interesting. Same with Atlanta versus Singer. Because Singer's giving up a ton of contact right now, not fooling anybody with the fastball. And that is a bad recipe for success against the Atlanta Braves. Um, and people still like Singer because he has pedigree to be good. So like when people go to Tampa Bay, go to Cleveland, Atlanta gets a little lower ownership in a spot where they could still blow up. If you want to be super contrarian, Texas versus Houston versus Garcia is interesting. Um, I like the Mets versus Caprillion's a little bit not bad. I think that's got some upside. San Diego versus Lauer is nice for some late-night action, especially like the Machados and the Bogarts of the world in that matchup. Love a late-night hammer of Seattle versus Gomber, and Seattle's expensive, so that helps lower the ownership even more. And then that Cubs-Dodgers game, the Cubs versus Syndergaard. So, like, Seattle, San Diego, and the Cubs, they all have, like, a little, like, I'm not in love with their stacks, but there's a lot to like about their stacks. Just, like, Pittsburghers, a couple little things versus Woodford. That's interesting. Texas. The main stacks are early, though. Cleveland versus Washington. Tampa Bay versus Toronto. You want those ones for sure. Atlanta probably comes in there at third for me. And then you got, like, your Baltimores, your Texases, and some of these other ones, like I mentioned. So, should be a really, really fun slate. A lot of ways to go on this one which makes it maybe multi-enter or just make your single entries and plant your flags um if you're making a single entry like this make a cash type game and pick like two or three pivots like i talked about that's where you pivot to like a brian reynolds or one of these other guys that they don't have to be the expensive guys but you understand what i'm kind of saying here is don't try to be cute with just all the cheap guys i like to if you're in a deeper tournament but just like in a standard tournament you don't have to get super crazy is what i'm trying to say um, but yeah, I'm on Twitter at BDentric, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. If you need some help there, hit me up there. Or more importantly, I'm in the Discord at Gaining the Edge Fantasy all day long. Got my cheat sheet coming out there for as low as $5 a day. So come check us out, patreon.com backslash GTE Fantasy. And we got a ton of other great content. Just follow me on Twitter at Bubba and the Bloom, recorded on Thursday, Monday through Friday, the first pitch podcast. You know, Bubba and the Bat, or uh, that's good. Uh, no more. Love you, Toby. Bench with Bubba on Tuesdays. A lot of written content coming at you Monday through Sunday. So just check it all out. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. It's going to be a fun one. Weather should be nice. Hopefully you avoid the rain. Big 12-gamer on Friday. Lots of action over the weekend. I'll be back with you guys on Sunday night slash Monday morning to get you ready for another week of action. But for now, this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, April 14th edition. I'm out.
Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.